It's showtime. Showtime. Welcome to the party, pal. I'm here. Welcome to the Salt and the Smoke Cigar Cast. I'm Drew. We got Dave. Yo. Yo. And uh, Mo's not joining us this week. So what happened is uh, we did a we did a podcast last week and before Mo left to Nicaragua, and it sucked. So we're redoing it without him. Um, it wasn't his fault. It was Dave's fault. <laughs> like everything else. Uh, so tonight uh, we are joined with Jeff from Classic Cigars here in Tulsa. Hello. And uh, we're going to have a little fun with Jeff. Uh, <laughs> I think you should paint the picture of what Jeff actually looks like, though. This kind of surprised me. So, uh, Do you have an Instagram, Jeff? No. You don't have an Instagram, but you're on Facebook. Yeah, so. I'm on Facebook. We'll I look get th- like I've pretty much stuck my finger in a light socket most of the time. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. Um, what level does the hair go up to? We'll get uh, we'll get that info out at the end here, so everybody could bother you. Um, so, <clears throat> Dave, um, do, do you want to start off with something? You want me to go? Oh yeah, no, let's okay. do it. Y- you, so, you, me? Yeah, no, I'll, I'll do it. Okay, go for it. So for everybody that's listening, we did a, a podcast or cigar cast, whatever you want to call it, a few days ago, and it did suck pretty bad. But today, we you know can't repeat the same topic, so we're just going to bullshit and not really talk about much important. So, Jeff, my man, uh, Batman or Superman, who do you identify, identify with and why? Oh, I would have to go with Batman. Definitely. Uh-oh. A man with a utility belt? Always. The, the dark side. Well, that's what I wear to bed at night. True. I do have Batman <laughs> with a fake utility belt. Underwear and a fake utility belt. That's right. <laughs> never know. It was oh. just clean underwear, hopefully. The, the sad part is, is I'm sitting next to him here, and now I have to picture that. As if you're not already. Well, this is true. Yeah. But so anyway, wh- so. What would you put in your utility belt? Ooh. Hmm. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I think that is a good question. Well, you'd obviously, being a smoker, we'd have to have our cutter and lighter necessities. Um, maybe some wet naps for whatever reason. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm all about cleanliness. Wet naps. Yeah. <laughs> Probably no need for prophylactics because I'm never getting any. So um, I bought some wet naps one time, <clears throat> and I used them so often that when I went to actually use them, they were dried up. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody didn't read that. That's like the kid that puts a condom in his wallet. No, I did. He finally around to it and it's dry. And they were just, yeah. This expired 20 years ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so some boring stuff. Jeff, what do you actually do? What do I do? Yeah, what, do you, what, is your, what is your job? I am the manager of Classic Cigars and Lounge in the Tulsa Brady District. And my main duties would be uh, mainly keeping the store stocked, looking out for new product reorders, keeping it clean, making sure the customers are happy, and uh, taking care of all the reps and cigar company business. So pretty much everything but writing checks. Awesome. Which is perfect. Yes, it is. (laughs) (laughs) All the pain in the ass stuff, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I cry every time I sign my name on a check. <laughs> uh, Dave, I saw what you're smoking on Instagram, but what are you uh, what are you smoking tonight? My man, I'm smoking the uh, Ezra Zion Eminence. 
What are you yeah. uh, What are you pairing with it for a drink? So I'm pairing it with uh, Parish Brewing Company's Grand Reserve, and honestly, it's a horrible pairing. It, it's not a good pairing at all. They're, they're both good individually. They didn't work out so good together. But I already poured the bottle, and you know I lit up the cigar, so I'm gonna power through. What do you, What do you think? Why isn't it a good pairing? What's uh, What's throwing uh, it off? It's it, the the brew. It's uh, I would normally pair a stout maybe or a porter with a cigar. So what were you thinking then? I just really wanted that beer. Oh, okay. And so yeah, I opened it up, and then I was like, you know what? Oh. I need a cigar, but I didn't want just any cigar in a larger size, and I can't do like robustos with you guys because it always ends up running over and i'm sitting there with my thumb up my ass you got to get two of them yeah so i thought you know i'll just get a larger cigar i thought well only a larger cigar i really want to smoke is the eminence and then i just kind of fucked myself when i poured it and i was like ah this is wrong jeff what are you smoking man i am smoking the sonorial maduro in the lonsdale size mucho tasty and i think we talked about that last time didn't they yeah we did yeah, yeah. That's what I thought. I think it said that he hadn't had the Maduro, correct? Yeah, no, I've only had that uh, 65th, but you said the Maduro yeah, and everything right. was probably your favorite? Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. excellent. Very rich. What are you What are you pairing with it there? <laughs> I've got half a cup of Sierra Mist <laughs> left over from Freddy's. Which is perfect. Because I don't drink, so... I'm usually doing something that's not going to mess with the flavor of the cigar, so I typically find it... Anything like a 7-Up or ginger ale or something like that, or just water, monster, or whatever. Mm. Um, you know? And I'm smoking a, a VSG. I haven't had one in forever. So, uh, VSG with a coffee. Nice. What kind of coffee is it? Uh, <laughs> actually, it's something... Okay, so it's at Walmart. Uh-oh. I know. They, suck, quality there. they suckered me in. Um, <laughs> no, so I was looking for... I just... So I, I've got a coffee maker, <clears throat> and I started with instant coffee because I was like, oh, I'll just make instant coffee every morning, and I'll be good to go. No, so I never did. Well, then I bought some good coffee, and it lasted for like a morning. I got up, brewed some good coffee, and I don't do that anymore. So I was like, all right, got to find some coffee that's already brewed. <laughs> I can just pour it in a glass and use it. Sure. So um, that's it's, gross. it's some kind of Starbucks something. I don't know. It's oh. it's decent. <clears throat> is it just regular old iced coffee? Yeah, it's just like iced yeah. coffee. Um, I drink some, that all the time. Yeah, and it's good. Um, unfortunately, yeah. I've I drank it on last podcast, and I drank it today. <laughs> so uh, it hasn't worked either. But uh, ah. it is decent. I don't know what it is. Just but don't get a curry, you lazy bum. <laughs> I used to own one. I go just one cup at a time. I used to own one. You, uh, she take it. <laughs> it got liberated, didn't it? It's now at her. Liberated. It's now at her place of employment. There you go. <laughs> liberated from the half Mexican, half German rule. Yes. Nice. Dave, what do you got next, man? Mm, all right. So, if you guys had to be any Game of Thrones character, which would you be? I don't even watch the show. He has no idea on that. Oh yeah. my god. Drew, just yeah. hang up the phone right now. That's terrible. <laughs> That's a Go find question. some traffic to play in, man. You're going to nerd out with Jeff. Oh, yeah. And I then mean, I'm going to have to cut you guys off. You go for stellar handsomeness and go with, you know, uh, Jamie Lannister? Do you go for the really smart aleck, you know, I drink and I know things with the midget? 
<laughs> or myself being the horny bastard I am, do I probably just end up becoming um, Targaryen? That way I can play with myself all day. <laughs> probably voting for the latter. Yeah, it's always a solid choice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what about you? Uh, you know, I would want to identify with Tyrion, the dwarf, I think. Mm-hmm. But with my luck, I'd probably end up like Jon and just getting this shit into the stick every time I turn around. So I yeah. think that's that's kind of me. You know, I have wants and dreams and then what actually happens. And so somewhere in the middle, somewhere in the middle, I'm like a half man, you know. Well, there's something to be said for being Hodor because then everyone's expectations would be kept real low because all you'd say is Hodor. <laughs> yeah. You're half man in real life that. too, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that. I set myself up for that one. Alley oop and dunk. So Jon Snow's alive. Uh-oh. Did you see last Sunday's? No, man, Uh-oh. I haven't. But I, I just assumed. Yeah. Um, there's been enough spoilers about that. Yeah, and I mean, you get to the point where it's like he started killing people off early, and then he just kind of had a, a little bit of a, a, a setback, you know, and he's like, oh, shit, I can't just keep killing everybody. And, I don't know, you see, like, the one person he brought back, and you think, yep, John's coming back. Or the two people, I guess, he brought back before that. But I think it's interesting since Martin pretty much sucks at life and can't complete his own series. HBO is going to complete it for him, and now he's going to have to write opposite of HBO. It's going to be crazy. He's going to have to watch HBO to make sure he doesn't write what HBO did. It's going to be crazy. I don't know what that fat guy does in his spare time. I think South Park's probably got it about right with him. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't wiener, know either, man. He pisses me off, though. So, he complains about how he wrote himself into a corner, but he's got this entire hammer that just hasn't fell yet. You know? Yeah. He, his whole plot line, it's not moved more than an inch even though it's been years it's crazy plenty of people will like this discussion drew <laughs> i know for for all the other nerds out there i'd like to actually hear about it so if you listen to this far in the vodcast yeah they haven't changed the channel and and you like <laughs> and you like game of thrones answer that question for dave on uh, instagram or twitter or facebook or whatever boom there you go hell yeah um so Jeff, how did you actually get into cigars? Oh, probably by cutting and lighting one. I'm <laughs> sorry. Oh, there it was. Better late than never. Um, like how long you been smoking? How'd you uh, how'd you actually start this? I think I started smoking cigars in '99. Um, probably fascination with old uh, English stuff be honest with you. Did you Sherlock did, Holmes, I was a big Sherlock Holmes did fan you start, back in the 90s, so seeing all that Victorian England and that. And then a guy I used to work with at a, back when I was doing an audio-video, we got to talking about cigars, and he kind of gave me a few, and then I started going into a cigar shop, and the rest is history. Awesome. And I've known you since, I think, roughly like 2001 now? Yeah, because that's when I started there, so. Yeah. It wasn't, wasn't too long. Unfortunately, I have known you that long. It's been the greatest relationship you've had. <laughs> I think we're, the long, we're both the longest lasting relationship we've had. <laughs> yes, this is probably true. <laughs> now everything just got awkward. Yeah. Not really. I'm comfortable with it. <laughs> awkward laugh. Yeah. Beggars can't be choosers. Dave, what do you, what do you got next, man? 
Oh shit. Um, you know, hey, kind of hang really on. dry. Jeff, do I you mean, remember your first uh, do you remember your first cigar? Do you know what they gave you? Uh, actually my first real cigar would have been a punch. I remember yeah. uh, my brother's wedding, his bachelor party when I was still in, living in Stillwater, I went to a small cigar shop, the only cigar shop that was in downtown Stillwater and run by like this 80-year-old guy that was deaf and he had one of like a little uh, sliding glass door, humidor. It was just, you know, maybe eight foot wide, basically like a converted closet type thing. And he goes inside, <laughs> opens, you know, slides the glass door open, closes it behind him and is trying to talk to me through the glass. And I'm like, it was the weirdest thing ever. So he's like, so he comes out with a punch, buy, I could buy it. And I think I ended up smoking it. And, uh, but then it had been several years. But after that, when I kind of started getting, I don't, I don't honestly remember what, you know, back in 1999 or whatever. I remember some of the earlier ones, like uh, Sancho Panza, when that came out. You know, I just remember just trying a lot of different stuff. So L Train was on the podcast, and he had a good question: was um, what was the? Do you remember the cigar that like got you like hooked? That you were like, I really enjoy cigar smoking not just i'm smoking it and i'm trying different stuff out but yeah i really i like this um, do you remember that or no the kind of the changing pivotal moment i guess you know when i started i mean i really liked that sancho when it came out i mean granted that was a long time ago yeah it's a change but um i mean some of the better ones i remember early on would still be your fuentes and padrones awesome the old standbys but he is back in the day yeah all right dave what do you got man all right, so besides uh, Drew, I think, Jeff, you're probably one of the, the longest smokers that we've had on the podcast. You know, Drew and I think L-Train and, and uh, probably James. <laughs> yeah. But uh, what, what is probably over the last 10, 15 years or so one of the best trends that you've seen? And what are some of the worst trends that you've seen? Uh, I'll start with worst, probably uh, the big ring gauges. Oh. I would definitely go with that. Um, How about that one today, Dave? Dude. Oh, my God. I didn't send you that. 8 by 80? Yeah. Yeah. It's at Owasso. Yeah, the JFR. Oh, my gosh. That's not a cigar, dude. It's a good cigar. I I just, I don't know about the 8 by 80. I think I had a 4 by 65 or maybe 7. I don't know. I had a really weird looking tuna can one at one time. It was was pretty good, though. (laughs) That thing was ridiculous. Yeah. I seriously though this uh, this is how bad it is. I almost bought one just to buy it. <laughs> I don't know what it, you were gonna do. With no, it. I wasn't gonna do anything with it. I was gonna make fun and it. I, I just seriously, gonna take up humidor space. I did a double take on it and I actually looked at the price. <laughs> it's big for ten bucks, nine something. I couldn't believe yeah. that. They so, but I would say for you know. Definitely the big ring gauges. Then I think um, there's been a loss with all the Nicaraguan cigars of uh, loss of the more delicate flavors. And, you know, as the industry went just flat out full bodied, and I think now people are starting to get back to looking for a little bit softer flavor with a little bit more complexity to it, not just overpowering earthiness and you know spiciness. Which, yeah. I mean, if that's what you like, great. You know, there's something for everyone. But um, 
I just miss more of the really good flavorful style wrappers. I've always been a big Cameroon wrapper fan, and that's not mm-hmm. a lot of companies that use Cameroon. I mean, Fuente's pretty good much got a lock on some of the best Cameroon, but um, those type of wrappers I, I always love. But as far yeah. as good things in the industry, I would say really um, nowadays the uh, what's going on in the world of boutiques, because back then if you weren't part of the major companies, you really, it was hard. I mean, that you didn't have access to the tobacco. And now, you know, a lot of these smaller, you know, and some of them aren't, but a lot of, there's a lot of good companies that are coming out and putting out good product at pretty good prices. And, um, mm-hmm. You know, also the the smokers nowadays with the social media are a lot more educated, which is good. That has changed, and I've seen that change just like in recent um, last few years. Yeah. It's gotten way better, even. Yeah, you know the interaction with reps and cigar company owners being on there is great. So, kind of broadens the family, if you will. Yeah. Are you playing with your lighter again, Dave? Yeah, you know, man, I got this really kick-ass lighter for like eight bucks at the gas station. I think did I, did I send y'all a picture of this? I think so. Dude, it's a badass torch. It's probably uh, I mean the whole thing is a fucking uh, canister. Yeah. And it's probably the best eight dollars I spent since uh, that one membership that I claimed I didn't join back when dial up was cool and eight dollars can get you a lot on the internet. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Dave. Remember how long it used to take porn to load on AOL? It was obnoxious. Uh. If you could even get connected. Yeah. And then it would disconnect yeah. you and you'd have to go all over again. Oh. <laughs> you know, I met somebody with an AOL or an AOL account the other day and it really kind of blew my mind that people still use it. Oh, yeah. Dude, I, I still have on one. My, my email oh, list. Oh, was it you, work. Drew? Yes. Wow. <laughs> God. Welcome to 2016, man. I still use my Everybody knows it. That's why I still use it. I have a Yahoo, too. Not even a Gmail. Well, you do have a Gmail. I have a you? Gmail as well. So lame. Time to consolidate. Cut your losses. Uh, it, actually, it really is because, you know, all I ever get in those emails is a bunch of spam from people I don't <laughs> even care about. Yeah, exactly. Just a bunch of junk. Viagra. No, I've, all, I've got all that stuff weeded out, but I just Not get, like, Aryan junk princess. mail from, like, companies and stuff that I signed up with forever ago. And I don't care to hear what they have to offer sounds like you just need to cut it then it does i do i just can't can't get rid of it aol i was i was there back in back in the glory days (laughs) oh hey there's a fanboy right there for you what was that going by that's somebody obviously cheering for aol (laughs) man they have one of those little hondas with the loud mufflers on it You know what's funny? That was a, uh, I'm pretty sure that was a Toyota Celica. Uh, and it had like this this crazy ass cage on the back. It looked kind of like a grocery cart. God, a cage on the back? Yeah, it was It was like half. Uh, like a roll cage? <sighs> yeah, like what was that movie with the. Uh, Fast and the Furious? <laughs> no, man, like the old, like uh, apocalyptic type days came out oh, recently. Road Dude didn't talk at all. Mad, Mad Max. Max. Mad Max? Yes. It was kind of like half Mad Max and half. Uh, 1990s. You need to start taking pictures of this stuff. Well, he went by way too fast. Did you hear that? Aren't you on the corner though? Don't they have to stop? Sound like a weed eater Bro. going by. Yeah, I, I'm at the corner of a four-way stop, and somehow my dog still got murdered at like 10 feet from the stop sign. I don't know how that happened. Dang. When but was like, this? These guys driving past. I mean, they fly at these stop signs. 
How long ago was this? Uh, Not recent. Man. <clears throat> no, this was probably December. Oh. We, we had her like a week and a half. Dang. Yeah, I know, but it's, it's just crazy because we're at a four-way stop, and you just wouldn't expect that kind of thing, but they fly right here. So, so get you a bag of quick crete and make a speed bump out there. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good That's idea. That's a good idea. Um, so I was in a car wreck today. <laughs> you were? Did you get rear-ended? I was, no. Oh. It wasn't my fault. Um, so I took my truck to the shop, Ford, to get some recall stuff done to it. And my mom picked me up to bring me back home. And we're like pulling out of Ford and we're stopped. We're like the third or fourth car back from this intersection. We're turning, turning left. We get green. The other three or four in front of us go. We go. This lady flies through the intersection. After the other three or four cars in front of us went, slammed into the front of us, wow. ramps the freaking curb right into, what is that, Taco Bueno over there by the Ford dealership and all, ramps into the <laughs> Taco Bueno and spins around. Damn. Yeah, then she didn't have insurance. How about that? Isn't that awesome? That's, that's about <laughs> how it goes. If she had insurance, she probably wouldn't have ran you over. That is true. A second, like a second later, I would have been T-boned right in the freaking door. It would have been ugly. Damn. Um, I saw it coming. I turned over, and all I could all I could do is say "Watch out!" and then wham, we were hit. Oh, yeah, that's crazy. Mom was fine. She didn't even know. <laughs> I mean, she knew she got oh, hit, okay. but she didn't. She didn't know it was coming. I tensed all up, and I'm fine. I took some uh, pain aid or something, but my my back got a little tight or whatever. But other than that, I, I braced for impact, and <laughs> it didn't help. I'll give you back, Robo, if we're off the hour. Thank you. You should just do it now. <laughs> Why wait, Jim? We could, we could share a mic. <laughs> I make my own lotion. <laughs> oh Jesus. Uh, you, you mentioned Taco Bueno. And yeah. You know, you know, we called you the big quesadilla for a little while. And I don't know how you got us to stop saying that, but you did. And it's a shame because we need to bring it back. I didn't make you stop saying it. You guys just stopped. We were forced. I don't know how. I don't know when. But there was coercion. No. Now, <clears throat> Taco I Bell I has the double dia right now. The double dia? The double dia. Is that what they actually call it? Double diarrhea yeah, for me. It's called yeah, the double dia. That's why I don't go to Bell. <laughs> oh, you go to Bueno? I don't go to Bueno either. You go to any of those if you're looking to be on the can for the next couple of hours. You got to plan those trips. Yeah. You know, speaking of which, it's odd whenever you uh, you talk to a Hispanic person, you know, like on the phone, and they always answer Bueno. It's just odd because Bueno means good, right? Yeah. Yeah. So they answer with good, like they're expecting you to say, "How you doing?" And they're like, "Bueno." You go straight into an order, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's weirder as if they say, okay, pull on up. <laughs> so in my job, actually, since you bring that up, in my job, occasionally I'll get some Spanish-speaking folks, and mm. uh, they literally will speak, I mean, almost almost nothing English. Um, they'll be able to say, like, they'll know thank you and stuff like that, the, the limited, but... Um, so I'll go in to ask them what's wrong with their, their system and all, and they can't speak English. They'll call somebody else on the phone or they'll bring in one of the kids and stuff. So I've got a translator app on my phone that I've literally had to use and type everything out and translate it. And then they're like, oh yeah. (laughs) And then they'll type something back in and I'll translate it back to know what they're saying. Um, dude, it's rough. You know, you can, uh, you can set it to your microphone, right? So they can just talk and translate it. Yeah. Yeah. Best way okay. to find out cuss words in any language. 
That's what Dave does. That's what Jeff does. What is Swahili for titties? <laughs> Swahili. Is that on there? Swahili on there? I have no idea. <laughs> and, and the new ones now, you can push it and it'll actually talk back to you. It'll tell you instead of just, well, it'll changed, say it. I changed my Siri yeah. to the hot British accent, so now I've got a British chick that answers me and everything. Often, I don't ever use Siri. Uh, oh, dude. I get her to say the raunchy cool. stuff, but... Really, the first time I tried, I tried to get her to say something raunchy back to me, and she said, there's no need for that. I'm going, shit, I'm getting denied by an artificial intelligence now. It's like, how much lower can I get on the dating scene? That is true. <laughs> See, my kids can play with Siri for hours. They just fuck with it like all so, morning. Sometimes. So can Jeff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Low point in my life. Oh, boy. Did you have something else? I don't even know what you asked now, Dave. I, I don't either. Uh, um, Jeff, so you saw a concert over the weekend, man. What did you? Uh, Damn, Skippy. What did you see? Ooh, Behemoth. Behemoth. Yes, you should have gone, you loser. I'm not a fan, and I don't even know who that is. Yeah, it's all right. You would have a good time. So it's it's like rock, correct? Like no. hard rock, metal. Yeah. What is it? Metal. Yeah. Okay, so metal. I knew you were a fan of metal bands. Um, you had a good time though. Oh, it was a blast. It, are you are you a fanboy? Sure. <laughs> Got another show Friday. Did you go to this one? Who's the, who's? I'm on a Marth. Good old Viking death metal. I don't know who that is uh, either. Oh, it's going to be a great concert. Dave? Wait, what, what constitutes it as Viking death metal? Because they're Vikings. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's pretty, pretty simple there. All their lyrics are about Viking plundering and pillaging okay. and drinking, and they, it's all themed around Viking folklore. Give me a give me a good song and we'll use it as the intro to our podcast here uh, for for this week. Good. Well, we'll find it later. Yeah, we'll find it later. Just I'll do get it. One. It will kill. Yeah, we'll do We're it. We're all about Norse gods. <clears throat> Nothing like it. Um. So wait, how, how do you ahead. pronounce the hammer? Thor's hammer. What Mjolnir? Is, is that how you pronounce it? Sure. There's the train. According to Marvel, other than that, I was just you know, I just butchered any way I could. Uh, okay, I wasn't sure if it was like Mir Mir or what the hell. I figured though you would know with Viking death metal, and I'm about to uh, be silent for a few minutes. Well, oh, you're good. We like the train. And there it's he went. Crazy train. <laughs> um, I don't know. Oh, we, we were talking about that Polish cigar the other day that. Uh, oh yeah. Couldn't pronounce either. The Postania. Yeah. I need to. I think I'm going to try the other one when I'm up there uh, Thursday. You need to. It's good. Um, hurry up, Dave. Let the train pass. I'm back. I gotta leave you guys wanting more. That's kind of my philosophy in life. <laughs> so interesting tidbit I saw on Facebook. I haven't followed up to see if there's much truth to it yet because you never know from half wheel. I think it was half wheel, but most we, likely it was, since it was rumors, but about a general cigar buying Oliva. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, That'd be very interesting. You didn't know rumor or not, or what? It was on half wheel. Boy, they kind of made it sound like it had happened, but there was like an updated little thing saying that nothing's confirmed. But you know, huh? Is that going to be good or bad? What do you think? Uh, never helps. But I hate kind of seeing these big conglomerates buying up. Even though I wouldn't say Oliva is a small business, they're huge. But uh. Are they doing distribution, or are they taking over the whole company? No, they're saying a complete buyout. You know, kind of like when General bought out CEO or General bought out Toronto or... Yeah. So, it's just one more big brand in their cog. 
Drew Estate sold to uh, Swisher. Swisher. Which was a smart move for them. Though. Oh, yeah, definitely. They needed the money. Yeah. So he could go on to make some alcohol. Pay for that second <laughs> <Yeah>. factory. <laughs> oh, Dave, he's right up your alley, man. What's that? Old Jonathan Drew. Oh, how do, how do you mean? Alcohol. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think he. Uh, I think he does other things for his. You see his this? This board. is the normal Dave this time. You you saw the sober Dave. Now you see the fun podcast Dave. Yeah, sober Dave blows. <laughs> I, I try to avoid that asshole as much as possible. <laughs> oh jeez. <sighs> um, what else? Uh, oh, we can Okay, so uh, do you have a cut per- preference? Cut your cigar. Do you have a preference? Guillotine. Okay. I don't, I don't have a dislike for the other ones. I'm not a punch fan. Never have been. Dave, you're a V cut, aren't you? Uh, you know, I, I use all of them equally. I'm a uh, non-discriminatory cutter. But yeah, I, I like the V personally. I like it a lot because you can always adjust. You know, so if you do it a shallow V the first time, it's not enough draw. You can cut it the opposite way and get a plus sign and get a little more draw. If that still sucks, you can guillotine it. You know, you can do a lot of things with it. Have you have you smoked a Neanderthal? Yeah, the uh, SGP I think is the only one I've smoked. Did you did you guillotine it? Uh no, that one. Or did you punch? What did you do? Well, I I used a shallow V cut and it kind of opened up the uh, top of the wrapper because it's got that flat cap. Yeah. And then I just kind of peeled the rest off. I gotcha. So I smoked one. I don't know what day that was for breakfast. Was that before I did the last podcast? I did. Yeah. It was yep. last uh, Saturday. Yeah. What is that? Breakfast smoke. What's that, Dave? Oh, uh, that's a thug. <laughs> <laughs> you live in the hood, too. Man, I live one block away from downtown. I don't know what the fuck these people are doing. I really don't. Cru- cruising through your neighborhood on a Tuesday night. <sighs> yeah, man. Um, okay, so I had a Neanderthal last Saturday, and... Um, I've had several of them, and I always uh, guillotine cut them. And so this one, I had my guillotine with me, but I took my pocket knife and just cut out the cap. Mm-hmm. Uh, it worked really well. <laughs> well, that's the funny yeah. thing is that's what Skip had told people to do. is like, get a razor blade. I'm like, I'm yeah. not handing my customers razor blades. <laughs> well, and I, yeah, and I, I always carry a pocket knife with me. So I just whipped <laughs> out my pocket knife and cut the cap. I mean, yeah. cut a hole in the end and... I was great. It was fine. I just Here's a razor blade, people. but by the way, you're a cool guy. Don't do anything drastic. <laughs> hand, out, hand out razor blade. <laughs> he should sell them with the cigar. Like well, I've heard that a razor blade comes in a box of the SGPs. Is that true? I doubt it. I've, I've never seen a box of SGP myself. There, there'd be some definite liabilities there. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> one you know, one Boveda pack, one uh, razor blade. <laughs> one each. Um, I smoked a U. I think a couple of days ago, I did the same thing. Just used my knife and kind of poked a little hole in it and then peeled it out back. It's pretty nice. A what? A ute. It's uh, the latest thing from Edelar, and I don't know if it's going to make it to the U.S., though. I think it might just be a, a DR release. I gotcha. How'd you get a hold of this? He sent it to me just uh, last week, I think. Pimp. Yeah, man. It was good. No, it, him, it not a, you. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um kind of a, a tough act to follow though that comportier I, I really I love that cigar um 
Jeff, do you have a lighter preference? Because I know we've talked about this a couple times, except that you're using a Zygar tonight again. Yeah, my blazer crapped out on me. <laughs> so I sent a little package back to get fixed. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, we talked about I that. I mean, torches are easy to use and quick, but I've actually kind of grown to like this soft flame on this one, so it's that combination windproof soft flame lighter of theirs. So, Oh, cool. You know, I've kind of thought about the... After reading up on some of the uh, various articles on the lighting, torch versus soft flames, kind of interesting about, you know, are you actually, I mean, technically you're still burning anyways, but are you burning it too hot? Is it altering the flavor by using, you know, a 1300 degree flame as opposed to a soft flame? So it's kind of interesting. I don't mm-hmm. know if I've noticed much difference, but. Now, d- w- does it matter once it's lit? Does it affect the whole thing, or or is it just the initial light that? I would it, think it'd just be more the initial light because once you get past that first little charring, then probably wouldn't make a difference. But I gotcha. I don't know. Food for thought. It's kind of interesting. Do you uh, do you still toast the foot with it, or do you just no, light the yeah, center no, and go? No, yeah, I still toast it. Yeah, so, with, with a soft flame. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's a little more challenging, but <laughs> <laughs> how long does it take? I mean, I've never done it. It still doesn't take too long. I mean, okay. I, you know. He fired it up at the beginning of the podcast here. It, I mean, I did the same thing, so it took about the same amount of time. Lonsdale, so it doesn't take very long to light one of these up. Yeah. Hmm. I'm sure if I was smoking an 880, it'd take longer. But that's not going to happen. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Might have to refill it. <laughs> oh, shit. That thing was ridiculous. So, if, if you gentlemen were to invent anything to make your cigar habit more convenient what would it be well well jeff works at a cigar shop so yeah but i mean i'm sure there's it's pretty freaking convenient wants. i'm sure there's things he wants that are not available yet uh not really i can't think yeah. of anything oh man mine's pretty convenient as well i mean i smoke on my job yeah, I mean, yeah. there's not much, you know, cutters, lighters, they've all got it down, humidors. What are, you, what are you thinking, Dave? Tell you what I would want. I would want an ashtray with maybe a vacuum attached to it so I could smoke in the house, and my ashtray would just kind of pull in the smoke and filter it outside somehow. So kind basically like you get a shop vac and yeah. drill out a hole in the bottom of your ashtray? Just make yeah. one. Yeah. But maybe uh, maybe include some kind of air filtration as well, just in case for whatever escapes. You but know, they make, uh, uh, like, small room air filtration systems. Yeah, they, they just never seem to work enough. Like, for Dude. my house, at least, since I rent, you know, I've got to be extra careful. So I, I, I wouldn't trust it personally. I've seen some people using them, and they all say they work really well. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I've seen some people that use them and say they work really well, and then you go in their house, and you're like, oh, you smoke cigars in here. So, you know, like, you just well, get used to it. Yeah, and there's different types of devices. I mean, how are, are it, most of like, the, I think the little things that Drew's talking about are ionizers, like the Zonka units. Well, that, but I've seen the ones that'll actually filter it back out the window, too. Okay. So it's mm-hmm. like a fan hmm. yeah. purification system and all. I mean, getting rid of it's always the best thing to do, yeah. but you're still going to have a little bit of the aroma left, so it's getting into the furniture, it gets into everything. Yeah, eventually, over time, it's for sure going to. So Okay, so... I, it, I've got something on that, and I know not cigars, but I, I smoke pipes occasionally, and when uh, 
you sold me my pipe actually way back in the day. So I would smoke my pipe at home in my room with my parents and they never knew. And I would use those smokers candles. And as long as you lit them like, now they wouldn't work for cigars. It's way more, uh, potent, I guess. But, uh, the smokers candle, you'd light them up 10, 15 minutes beforehand smoke your pipe i'd crack a window and try to blow it out the window and stuff as much as possible but um pretty much you'd never even know and i didn't do it like all the time but um cold outside or something i didn't want to go outside well yeah i mean the you know the the ambergés the lottie daws those yeah i always you know one of the reps used to deal those too and they used to i used to hear people talk that those do a really good job of cleaning the air or i guess masking it in that well, essence i hate to nerd out on the lamperche but those things are awesome <laughs> <laughs> i've got two of them uh they're both on the back of the toilet for some reason. <laughs> they probably should be actually <laughs> uh those things are awesome and um i don't know those yeah they were originally made for like hospitals in france or something i don't know europe somewhere um to kill bacteria and stuff in the air so uh hmm. i don't know if they do that but i guarantee you you fire one up and your house will smell freaking amazing well, next time on drew's you know i know home and hearth <laughs> Dave, Dave's the Neanderthal, and so is Mo if he was on, and he'd just be cracking up right now. So, oh, for sure, Lamberger it is. <laughs> so, Jeff, being being a shop owner, man, if I wanted to make my office in my house, I wanted to make that a little lounge. Mm-hmm. I've always assumed I would have to cover the vents, uh, put something underneath the doors, maybe get a box fan to pull the smoke out. Mm-hmm. What else would you add to that to make that uh, just kind of a little haven so I could smoke in while I work? As far as getting rid of the smoke? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, because I rent, so yeah, I can't I can't have any smell of smoke when I check out of this place. It's pretty hard. I mean, getting rid of it's the best thing, and then maybe buying some sort of you. Could, I would try the Lamberger or the Lottie Daw, which is the same thing, but I think they're a lot cheaper. Um, or do an ionizer. And ionizers, you know, they make those for homes, you know, certain square feet you can buy, certain uh-huh. models, um, and they basically, when it releases the the ozone, basically it's breaking down the smoke molecules. And I, I've sold those over the years. I don't sell them at this current store. I used to just kind of special order them for people that were in that situation where they were smoking in an office or in their home. And they always right. said pretty, pretty good things about them, but I've never hmm. personally used one. So, is it a new wave device? Is that what they call those uh, smoke filtration systems? Uh, no, I don't know what that is you're referring to. It's just I, an ionizer. I mean, those those types of devices have been around for quite a while. And Zonka just happens to be a brand that was producing cigar accessories, and they had little small home units or ones that you okay. can put in your car. And well, uh, what do you use at the shop to pull out the smoke? Well, I mean, we've got an exhaust fan in the bar back, you know, if it gets too smoky. Um, but we've got three, uh, you know, industrial air cleaners. So typically your industrial air cleaners are going to use either some sort of charcoal. They'll have pre-filters. They might have a charcoal filter. They might have HEPA filters. Um, then it's just a, usually a monthly maintenance where someone comes in or you do it yourself and switch out the filters, the pre-filters typically, and then... Depending on how often it needs it, the main filters, whether it's HEPA or charcoal, which can get very pricey, but it's just the cost of doing business. So, uh, okay. What do you guys use? 
Uh, I think ours have pep up, pep up there in there. I've never been in them. They're, you know, suspended 20 yeah. feet above the floor. Wow. So we just have. They work pretty well, though. Yeah, they work pretty well. I mean, we've got such a long, big store. I mean, it's very, it's well over 3,000 square feet. So it's a, it's very big. So, and then they're just kind of evenly spaced from the front, of, you know, about front entrance to the bar area all the way to the back. Yeah. So, um, but even, you know, if you get 50 or 70 people and they're smoking, you know, they're going to have a hard time. They can only, you know, that much air all around it, it takes time for it to circulate that and clean it. So that's when you click, kick on the exhaust fan to kind of get rid of some of it. Hmm. Uh, Dave, okay. you can buy small versions of this, though. Yeah. yeah. I might try it. might uh, convert to leather, maybe in the office. Um, yeah, I'm assuming would, uh, if I were to, you know, move to another place here in the next year, which I, I probably will be, maybe high ceilings, you know, leather furniture, wood floors. You know, if you got carpeting, that's going to hold. Yeah, that's okay. For sure. The less fabric in there, the better, obviously. Um, and I've heard the there's a brand called Rabbit Air or something. They make some smaller oh, that's what ones. It is. Yeah, that one. I've I've heard some good stuff about that. I have no experience with it, but. Um, Feedback I've seen has been pretty positive on. I don't know what the price is on the stuff, but that's a filtration okay. system. Yeah, I'm I think that's sh- what my shop uses. Is it? Yeah, because yeah, I mean they're a smaller operation, but I'm pretty sure that's what they use. Yeah, I'm not not too sure what what the media base is and on it, but it's probably some sort of HEPA. Hmm. Cool shit. Does that answer your question, Dave? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm gonna have to do some more research, um, but I mean, it at least leads me down the right path. And I'll, if I do it here, I'll, I'll definitely report back on the podcast later. But I know how it works. You just have to out or not. You just have to smoke outside. Yeah, and I do. The problem <laughs> is my laptop is a Mac, and I mean it it works just fine. But I prefer to be at a desktop. I'm just faster on the desktop, you know. So a lot of things I have to come inside and do, and then go outside and do other stuff. Throw you a fan up there. <clears throat> Shoot it right out the window. Just get in touch with Rabbit and you know tell them that you do a podcast and that you've got a bunch of listeners and yeah. you'll know, see if they'll a let you. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you never know. You know they might send a unit for you to test or might give you a good deal based on the fact that you're going to be advertising for them if you like it. Um, so it never hurts to check on something like that. Oh, that's interesting. Shoot them an email or just give them a call. Maybe they're listening right now. I'm getting a call from uh, uh, Wilmington <laughs> DE. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if they're not listening, they should be. So, anybody listening to this, you want to email Rabbit, go for it. Call them up and see what they'll do for you. We'll uh, <laughs> we'll we'll let them sponsor us for sponsor you. We'll we'll talk about them on here. That'd be awesome. <laughs> um, Jeff, do you have a favorite food? Oh, anything that goes in my mouth. Awesome. I'm pretty much limited to the. Just <laughs> Dave's your new things. best. Dave's your new best friend. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. We'll talk offline. <laughs> anything that's not vegetable based. <laughs> oh, he's out then. Yeah. Damn. Um. Besides the concerts, what do you? Uh, what else do you do in your spare time? Spare time. What the hell is that? <laughs> They're calling again. Who is this? Why don't you answer it? Could be important. It's it's a- not answered on, on the air. Drew. It's yeah, not important. it's not important. Could be a fun. It's very important. I don't know any bills, so it's not bill collectors. You're gonna answer. It's gonna be like you've been served. <laughs> it's gonna be like I don't know what it'll be. <laughs> I'm not answering. They didn't leave a voicemail the first time. Hmm. All right. I so hate people leave voicemails. 
people don't do that anymore. I do. No, I, I hate people that do. Like my voicemail says, "Hey, if you're your mobile office of David West, don't leave a voicemail. Send me a text." And they still leave a voicemail. Oh, that'd be me. Yeah, I would. I'd leave a, like a five minute. Ah. Oh yeah. Uh, I just, I'd still I be leaving. Them. I don't even check them. I'd still be leaving a voicemail when you call me back. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what do you what do you like to do in your free time? Oh, most of my free time concerts. You said but taking out with my kids. So kids. Dave's got a couple of those. Mm-hmm. Voicemail. Here we go. There it is. If I were to say a hobby would be fishing, but I haven't fished this year, so I'm slacking. Oh, here it fishing is. would be is good. Yeah. Who's it? Come on, be a telemarketer. Are you, are you checking it, Drew? Yeah, he is. Hit speaker. Oh. No, a telemarketer wouldn't leave a message. No, they're calling about an ad I have on Craigslist. Uh oh. Hey yo. I have a washer and dryer for sale. They're in Delaware. Maybe they're here and it's just a Delaware, you know, cell phone. Is, is that what the cool kids call washers and dryers nowadays? Well, no, that's what I actually have for sale since I'm moving. <laughs> I'll give them a call back when we're done. We don't need to talk to them on the podcast. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, now that I'm... Now I lost my list of everything here. I feel like Jeez. we should do the podcast early in the day and prank call cigar companies. Oh, yeah. Like we'd we we'd be real popular then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, Dave. My bad. Too much drinking. You need to cut back a little bit. Yeah. It's, it's the, You've it's gone the too brutus. far. My bad. I'll stop being a Brutus. Um, so, I know we answered this last time, <clears throat> but... Too bad. We're going to talk about it again because it's for Nuno. So he wants his question answered. And he asked, just when you get a cigar, either bought or given by a friend, how long should you let it sit in the humidor before you smoke it? Can you smoke it right away? Same day. Um, and we've talked about this several times. Um, we can keep it short and simple. Yeah. Pretty much everybody's take on that is if you buy it at the shop, um, pretty much you should smoke. I mean, it's you should be able to smoke it then. As long as it's properly humidified is what you mean. Yeah, I mean, but you go into a (laughs) shop, you should just be able to... Well, some stores do a better job than others. Yeah, and yes, you're right. You're right. You know what? I'll I'll add another caveat to that. Go for it. If it's new to you and you're in the lounge, I personally would not smoke it right then in the lounge with a lot of the people around you. Why is that? Uh, Because a lot of their smoke and stuff will, you know, confuse you and you... You're just not, I mean, it's kind of like being in round three, you know, for your first cigar. You just got all these other influences. And I mean, if you really want to experience it and it's brand new to you, I personally, I would bring it home. Do you know Nuno? Uh, no. No. Just, just from the noise. Okay. What's his experience level? Is he kind of a newer smoker? Uh, you know, I want to say maybe he's like year. Okay. I know he asks us a lot of questions, which is awesome because we like that, and he keeps our podcast rolling. But uh, (laughs) yeah, he he might as well sponsor the podcast with content. (laughs) Yes. You know, it's half the reason we have a podcast. Pretty much. Um, the other take on that is if it's in a humidor and it's your regular shop, I I'd say you could smoke it. Um, uh, we we talked. Not not everybody's regular shop is classic. I don't they don't ju- all have a half porn star, half movie producer, you know, Jeff running around running things. That is true. And I'm pretty fortunate for that. Um, 
by feel, would you right? You would say, Jeff, you should be able to tell by feel. Yep. <clears throat> yep. If it, if it's dry and brutal, obviously you don't want to fire it up. I probably wouldn't buy it because that's not a good you, sign for their you, humidor. Period. Yeah, and you probably don't want to buy it either. Because they're not keeping up on it. So if if a buddy sends you some cigars. Um, I always, no matter what, even if they came with Bovade, I chunk them in my humidor, let them sit for a couple of days. Just from being in the mail and all. Uh, Dave, what do you say? I think it's fair. I mean, anything should, like Brad mentioned a couple podcasts ago, the heat and everything is probably more of an issue than the humidity. Yeah. So it, it should even out over a couple of weeks and it should be better. Yeah, that's fair. Jeff, anything else? Uh... Enjoy it. You know, I think people get too caught up in the little scientific technicalities of everything, and it starts to kind of hinder their ability to enjoy things. I've seen it in pipe smoking, seen it in cigars. It's just like, really, just, you know. Just smoke it? Yeah, just, I mean, if it's if it's in good shape, yeah. it's ready to go, just yeah. cut it and light it, enjoy it. It's what it's there for. Freeze it for 72 hours. <laughs> no. Well, you know, um... <laughs> Now that Jeff brings that up, I mean, I, I didn't want to be necessarily controversial, but I've not really had that bad of an experience smoking something right off the truck. I mean, I, I smoke a lot of things as soon as they come in, especially if you got a five or a 10 pack or a box, mm-hmm. you know, just to kind of experience it and just see, you know, I don't pay attention so much to the burn or necessarily the draw on that, that aspect, but um, get a baseline for what it's going to be like in a month because you really don't know if it's changed or altered in any way positive or negative unless you smoke it yep but you're you're kind of taking it more from a reviewer's perspective too yeah yeah kind of versus just realistically uh, like you know my feelings i I think if they push it out to the market and it hits the shop on day one i think they're expecting people to buy it and enjoy it on day one so i think it should be ready to go day one but realistically i mean i'm going to stick it in my review box and I'm not going to get to it for weeks or, you know, a month or two anyway. But Well, and yeah. I, I agree with you on that. I know we've talked about this multiple times, but mm-hmm. I agree with you. When it's shipped, it should be ready to smoke. My take still is the shipping process and whatever the shop did with it and if it's sitting in the yeah. back for a couple of days in the box, the manufacturer didn't intend it for it to be smoked like that. Um, so that's, that's my problem with it. And I think it all comes down to what we mentioned last time was that those PCCs and PCIs, you know, pre-combat inspections, uh, (laughs) like Jeff talked about, like the touch and feel, you know, kind of give it that quick once over and and see if it's ready to go for you or not. And when you refer to last week, it'll be the podcast that didn't get aired. Yeah. Oh, the podcast (laughs) shall not be named. (laughs) If, if everybody's really lucky, I might cut that up into bits and pieces and use it, but... Probably not. Maybe someday. Jeff, Jeff's <laughs> unaired podcast will make the best of. Ooh, the right. unreleased. The lost episode. Exactly. Yeah. We've got a couple of those. We have one that's lost forever. Uh-oh. The Sultan's bloopers. <laughs> that's the one where Mo kept farting. <laughs> he probably did on that. <laughs> so, no. So we get off. Uh, we're, we're working with L-Train. We had like an hour, what, hour and a half podcast, Dave? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was awesome. We talked for like yeah. another hour and a half after the podcast, just hanging out, and I, I had hit save. I go to pull it back up, the audio files is gone. Holy cow. Yeah. yeah. And Drew tries to play it off like when we're redoing it the next night. He's like, oh, that was so much better. 
That was such a great bite. No. Uh uh-uh. uh. If y'all could have heard that, like listen to L Train now and then just imagine, you know, three times better. It was the first night yes, was gold. The first night was better. It was. Yeah. And sorry, nobody will ever get to experience that. It's kinda like the opposite of this one. <clears throat> you know what also is funny about that is I blamed it all on you and nobody questioned. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> Uh, I even brought up, I was like, no, it's Drew's fault, and everybody just let it die. Yeah, like, everybody whatever. just went with it. Whatever, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it, it really was the opposite. Like, this one, the first time, I'll take the blame for that. <clears throat> I was I was way too sober. But I don't, this time around. I don't think it was you. I mean, some okay, of we'll it. Okay, we'll blame Jeff. It wasn't Actually, Jeff. Actually, let's, let's blame Mo because he's not here to defend Exactly. Him. It was Mo. Fucking Mo. He'll listen to this later, and we'll get a text. fuck you both I still think we should do a contest one day just to let somebody in the text group for like 24 hours Uh, we will we need to do that yeah yeah they would die um alright Jeff we're gonna try this again because I don't want to edit in last week's uh oh I know (laughs) give us your top three cigars oh shit this one again (laughs) I should just edit in last week's because you ruined it. You're about to ruin it again, I think. No. <laughs> yeah, yes. The only thing you know I ruined it, it on was that weird question where, like, something I was supposed to trash. I know, or and it's going that no way. Sense. So I asked for... Don't ask me that question again, because I'll just sit here, like, you know, <laughs> mute. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to snip back in that one from last week, because I asked for your top three cigars, and you gave me, like, ten. No, I did not. <laughs> you did. You, get, you, were like, you well, gave four or five. I like four or five. 2005, no, I like okay, this one. Yeah. Hey, Jeff, give me your top three cigars. And then he names five. Yeah, okay, then. <laughs> he, he doesn't know how to count. This is true. Okay, so give us your top three cigars. Let's just go of all time. Doesn't have to be current or anything. Top three, all time. Uh, Padron, Fuente. You have specifics? <laughs> Specific okay. top not, threes. Not brands. Padron, Anavisario, Maduro. Okay. Uh, Fuente. Is there a yeah, certain a year on that one? Uh, you know what? They're. I wouldn't have to say so much a year. They just. I like to age those. Okay. Yeah. So if you can stick a good year of age on them, year to two years, I think is optimal on aging okay. those. I'm gonna interrupt you on that. So oh, okay. Because Dave, <laughs> why? Why do you like that to, question? Why? <laughs> <laughs> why do you like to age it for like a year or so? Are there some cigars that are just like better that you age them for a year or yes. two or whatever? Most cigars will benefit from extra time in a humidor. Um, now, where the main difference for me comes in personally is usually on your more medium to full body cigars, where yeah. they can be a little harsh sometimes. Um, to me, especially with Padrones, it really balances out the flavor. I've noticed that it will be a more consistent flavor from start to, I mean, almost burning your fingertips with the Padron. It just keeps that same unique flavor, whereas straight out of the box, they're not quite like that. They start getting bitter at the end or... You know, you maybe don't finish that last third because it's just not tasting right. But after the year to two years of age, they're just butter. Dave, you hear that? I heard it. Butter. Butter, my. <laughs> they're delicious. <laughs> my Oliva Rip See, would say. Jeff is somebody that can appreciate fine cigars. I know, and you can't. Ah, uh, you're <laughs> killing me. You know what? Jeff loves Cameroon wrappers. I love Cameroon wrappers. Yep. I think, <clears throat> I think all people that enjoy finesse like Cameroon wrappers. There's just a so, sweet spiciness that no other rapper has. Yeah, you know, suck it, Drew. Hemingway's, Don Carlos, I, they're good. I like Hemingway's. Now, uh, and Don Carlos. Yeah, man, what, what do you say to the people that say that a year isn't age but rest? 
That's a stupid term. Boy, that's semantics. It, yeah, it is. But a lot of people will say, you know, like age is going to be two plus years. Let's say some some crazy people say five plus years. Like, what do you? Where do you draw the line between rest and age? I don't, because I just. No, I'm aging them. I, you know, resting aging to me doesn't make a difference. Yeah. I mean, if you want to say I rested this cigar for ten years, and so be it. I'm I'm going to understand what you're <laughs> what you're doing. That's just a different term for the same process. Now, whether it's six months or a year or longer, um, that and rested is a stupid term. Now, if, you well, know, maybe some people I think nowadays are using rest by you know they just bought it at a store they're letting it rest for a couple of weeks or a month or in the humidor just to. You know, yeah. whether they're like me and they take everything out of their cellophane when they get them home, you know, to really get it out there. Because I hate cellophane with a passion. But Babies need to take a nap. <laughs> now, so. a lot of these people that will claim there's a difference between rest and age, and I'm, I'm not really, my mind's not made up yet, but a lot of them will say that the age is done at specific temperatures, mm-hmm. uh, humidity controls. You know, it's a lot more controlled environment. Then rest. Rest is just leaving your humidor. What, what do you think about that? Well, your humidor should be at a specific temperature as much as you can control it and a certain humidity. So, again, that's the same thing. I mean, you're always trying to keep it 65, 70 temperature or humidity. Now, temperature is obviously a lot harder. It's like I tell people, find the cooler spot in your house for your humidor because you're not going to set your thermostat at you know 68 to 70 year-round. That's kind of stupid. Yeah, I pretty much do. So uh, we don't all have those rich bills coming in to pay, you know, the electric company. I just, I just have good insulation. There you go. You know, summertime, it gets a little harder to do that when your air conditioner runs all day. Actually, that's why I have wine coolers. There you go. Which make a lot of sense. So it does, but you know, the thing is with aging, you have to be careful because you know, there's plenty of cigars that I've sat on for too long and they've lot, you know, I can think some Hemingway uh, bestsellers that I had for, Oh God, I probably still have one or two left, but I've, they're, you know, going on probably 12, 14 years old. Mm-hmm. And there's just, wow. th- you know, that's such a mild, delicate cigar as it is. There's not much flavor left to it, but <clears throat> you know, you can also, uh, aging, they go through peaks and valleys. In my opinion, I've read that from other people. Um, yeah, you got to almost smoke them like. I don't know. Periodically, and yeah. kind of test them and see how they are. Because I've had that even happen with Padrones, where I had you know a box of Imperials from I think they were from '04, and when my you know I tried them you know after my usual one to two years, they're phenomenal. You know, threw them back in the locker and didn't break them out again until my daughter was born. I you know started handing them out and they were unbelievable. And then I tried them again like a couple of years later and it was like, what the hell happened? You know, they just were not there. They just, uh, the flavor wasn't there. And I thought, oh crap, you know, they've, they've tanked, but you know, I was like, nope, just going to stick them back and go back to them again in a couple of years. And they were back. So, you know, it's, hmm. it's an organic product that, you know, so it's as chemical processes and breakdowns happen, I th- you know, it affects the flavor. So, you know, it's it's an interesting process that <clears throat> even to this day that I'm still messing with. But you know, most of my stuff at home is typically about <clears throat> ten years old. But that's just you know, I bought a bunch of boxes when I first started getting into the cigar world and back in the early two thousands and just aged them and then samples and stuff like that over the years reps give me and you know sometimes I'll just throw them back in the stashes and sit on them. So and to rewind just a little bit, that cigar was good. And then it was flat, and then mm-hmm. it was good again mm-hmm. over time? Yes. Oh, that's interesting. 
Well, and I, uh, I think I mentioned it on a previous podcast too. I smoked a uh, VSG from like 2001, 2002, uh, mm-hmm. not too long ago. Mm-hmm. So we're talking, I don't know, 12, 13 years yeah. of age, and it was like terrible. Yeah. Um, the first like two thirds was pretty good. That last third was just horrendous. I like, had to put it down. Um, me mm. and Mo smoked them, the, those same ones, maybe a year or two prior, and they were phenomenal. Yeah. So, same type of deal. Just happens. I mean, I, even in the same box I've had, you know, I'm going through some uh, 858 Sungrunts from Fuente right now that were back before they were available for retail. They were just, uh, they used to use them as a little perk if you did a window display in your store. And if you entered the window display, then you were allowed to purchase, you know, one or two boxes of the 858 Sungrown. So, huh. I, <clears throat> I did that one year and then just kept the box because I loved the Sungrown. Fuentes back in the day and uh, you know I'm smoking through them right now and most of them have been very good but there's been one or two here you know I smoked one on my way to Kansas last Friday and it just it was okay but it didn't taste like the one I'd had a couple weeks ago wasn't you know which is you know maybe it was my mood that day maybe something I ate you never know what can affect that so you kind of have to be a little bit subjective with that and kind of realize sometimes the outside influences can, can affect that. You didn't prepare mm. your seltzer water and berries. No, no, I didn't. <laughs> Everybody's going to miss out on that, too, because that was last it. week. I know. Jeff, have you ever seen anybody lick down a cigar? Too many times. Oh, wait a second. So <clears throat> that's usually the old generation people that do that. And I don't know why. Okay. I've never asked. I usually try not to make conversation when I see that. So, so <laughs> don't make eye contact. Yeah, I just start going back to what I was doing. So Mo used to do this. Oh God! Um, really? Yes. Wait, what? Yeah, this is good. I'm glad you brought this up. Me too. Wow. So Mo used to do this, and um, I remember way back when I first met him, and I he would always do it. He'd always do it with all his cigars, but I always noticed with the um, the Oro sixes. Mm-hmm. Um, LFD Oro 6 in the gold tube and he'd lick down the whole cigar and one day I'm like what the fuck are you doing I finally just asked him and I kind of made fun of him I guess and I haven't seen him do it since but can't imagine we need, we need to ask him about that now if he can do that with one of those 880s and one you know just one big old gold oh yeah he just I mean he's he like a, throat it. he's a sword swallower yeah damn I didn't know Mo did that he, I don't know if he still does. Well, he's going to listen to this podcast and he's going to hear <laughs> us talk about this. But we'll he's have to ask go him next week. About it too. I mean, normally the first thing I do after I see that I actually is grab the rubbing alcohol and clean whatever store cutter they've used to cut said cigar. Now that's bro- that's good. So, Dave, we've talked about this previously. And, yeah. Um, the, do you ever say anything to the guys that chew on their cigar and then use the store cutter to clip that off? No, you know, what's I the, generally don't. I just clean the cutter. You just, okay, so you do clean you know, it, though. Because it's kind of one of those things you never know if you might insult them and they don't come back. So it's kind of one of those. And it's a rarity. So, you know, they might put it in their mouth and cut it. But, you know, if you're talking oh, someone that really mingles the end of it. Is it is it rare, though? You don't see it? Don't see it a whole lot, no. I think that a lot of people maybe have some common sense that, hey, someone else is going to use this cutter. <laughs> maybe they don't want my slobber all over it. <laughs> Oh, geez. What pisses me off is, you know, there's the, every long once in a while, it's like, you know, I use my personal cutter all the time to cut people's cigars. And then, you know, might 
not think about it and hand it to them. And then it's like, oh, crap, they had that in their mouth. And then I got to wait for them to walk away so I can disinfect it. <laughs> like, Damn it. Spray this one down. <laughs> clean this. Uh, geez. Um, so I've always been – Go ahead. Though with a, you know, you'd have to ask Mo since he apparently did it. I've always – I would just assume, though, but I must be wrong, that you know, by completely moistening the cigar, would that mess with the burn? Because you're just wetting the wrapper down, in a sense. It'd be the same thing as if you're under direct humidification, your wrapper gets wet. You know, is it going to yeah. make it a burn issue? So, Dave, did you ever do that little test? Did you see the thing, Jeff, going around on social media about where you run it? You run your cigar under tap water from the cap down. <laughs> yeah. I think yeah. we talked about that on, but I, I might have. I can't understand for the life of me where someone would come up with that. That seems to me some sort of prank. Someone said, and, you know, this yes. would actually be an idea of me to do, oh, let's put this out there and see how many knuckleheads follow it. Just like the burning your uh, all the way through your band? Yeah. I mean, God. I know. Really? This is just a repeat of old podcasts, but this is funny. Yeah. That well, you, people do you know, all these things. I read that it was kind of an old-timer thing before humidification or humidification was so easy to control now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just kind of a, a way to make sure that their wrapper didn't crack when they lit it. I can see stuff. that. Yeah. yeah. You know, cause if it, obviously it, it smokes cause people do it and they, you know, so obviously, I mean, it, it must not affect the burn that much. And I can definitely, I hadn't thought about that where before days of humidification devices and properly kept humidors that chances are they were probably a little on the drier side. Well, I've even seen stuff like that, like way back in the day, like Western days and whatnot cigars, they didn't have communication at all. And they yeah. were, they were like hard. Yeah. yeah, and they would dip them in like whiskey and stuff to kind of soften them up. But yeah, it tastes good. We're, you know, I, I read about uh, Churchill, and I want to say it might have been cognac. Yeah, is that right? Is that is that a British thing? Cognac, yeah. <clears throat> so I read that a lot of people that dip it in cognac was because you know that they read that Churchill used to do it, but then and I think I got this from Reddit for anybody listening from Reddit. But uh, what actually happened was he smoked so many cigars a day that he had to wrap the uh, tip of his cigar in paper because it was affecting his lips, you know, like the way they looked mm-hmm. and felt and kind of stuff. Wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, so to get the, the paper flavor away, he would dip it in cognac and give him something, you know, flavorful to kind of smoke from because he smoked apparently, you know, 10, 12 cigars a day. He woke God, up with a cigar man. with a mail cigar. Yeah. Sounds like, sounds like Mo. <laughs> if he could. I can barely taste anything after two. That That's dude. probably what he's doing in Nicaragua right now. So, uh, since he's not on here, <clears throat> we'll talk more about Mo. Um, <laughs> so, back when I met him, and I don't know, I guess he still does this, but that son of a gun can smoke through some cigars. Yeah, he does. Dude, both off. of y'all can. No, Mo's no. on another level. I mean, he yes. will have a good size, you know, whatever, a Toro done in like 30 minutes. Yes. And he's on the next one. And it's like, holy Jesus. crap. Yes. I've seen him finish the original size of the Nika Rustica in like 35 minutes. No joke. Really? Yes. To me, wow. it's just getting it too hot and it affects the flavor. So, I mean, I typically smoke about to the point where it's, you know, as slow as possible before it's going out just to keep yeah. it cooler. So, also, Beck, he, he used to live across the street from Classic when he lived here in Tulsa. And okay. so he'd just walk over there, smoke cigars, read a book or whatever. But I would meet him over there sometimes. And no joke, he would smoke in his evening because he worked and he'd go to the gym and then he'd go to the cigar shop. But in his evening that he was there, just there, what, three, four hours, he would probably have, no joke, three to four cigars in an evening. And this is like every evening. 
Well, I mean, how far? How long is the evening? Well, that's what I'm saying. Three, four hours. We're talking eight to eleven. Wow. Nine to eleven, cigars. somewhere in there. And he'd yeah. have three or four cigars. He'd, he'd be finished with two by the time I'm finished putting up my third half yeah. know, smoked cigar. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> that and Jeff can't finish even a Dr. Pepper. Mm. <laughs> two podcasts for a Sierra Mist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that, that's really interesting because, I mean, for me, I kind of, I dislike Toros now. I enjoy Corona Gordas, uh, Coronas, Robustos. I kind of want to move on to the next cigar, and I know Mo kind of, he, he doesn't have that same dislike for larger uh, or longer cigars, so I guess that kind of makes sense now. I like a Toro, but um, I don't know. Well, you also smoke fast, so. I, I do smoke fast, but yeah, he's he is on a whole nother level, and he's slowed down a little bit now. Um, he's slowed down and kind of enjoying it, but he used to seriously smoke. I would smoke one cigar to his two. Easy. He needs to go to that Easy. Pro Cigar Ash Festival. <laughs> now you Remember bring when they a, do that Lenox? <clears throat> size preferences as far as cigars. Um, you know, for people that are listening that are maybe kind of newer to the game, good cigar 101. If you find a blend you like, try different ring gauges and different sizes because there is a huge difference. I mean, we all have our preferences for, you know, whether it's Coronas or Robustos, whatever. But sometimes you might find a certain size that you would not normally be the first size that you would select to actually be the best because depending yeah. on the blend, the tobaccos that are used in there can greatly alter the flavor. So for all yeah. those people out there, like I said, find a blend that you like, try some different sizes because you might be surprised that you might be buying a smaller ring gauge or a bigger ring gauge than you would normally buy just because the way the flavor is going to be altered. And we've, talked, we've kind of talked about that before with um, how they do blend they blend it for a certain size, and then they will actually adjust and re-blend it for the other sizes. Yeah. Um, so it can be a slightly different blend even from size to size. Uh, That's like so, yeah. all my exes, man. I, I love a Rebuso size. I shy away from Lancero just because of the time commitment. But the Lancero in all my exes is the best, hands down. Is it harsh? No, not at all. <clears throat> he likes at all. he likes similar stuff to you, Jeff. I just I just most Lanceros that I've smoked, I usually shy away from them. Typically, for me, they're just pretty. I mean, they're stronger, obviously, but they can also be quite a bit harsher just because of the diameter. So you, you know, if they've yeah. aged it properly, that's a different story. But are you getting the skinny monsters in? Uh, I'll probably order a few samplers of it. Awesome. Yeah. See, the, the skinnies, I'm probably, well, I mean, I should get a box in to review, but I mean, personally, my, my preference, I, I want to shy away from it because of the 38 ring gauge. I, I know that people haven't had draw issues with it, but anything that small just kind of wigs me out a little bit. Yeah. Right, did you get a box yet? Not yet. No, I'm still holding off. I mean, I figure if they're like the pudgies, you know, a year and a half later, we'll still see them on sale. I wouldn't worry too much about draw issues with a Tatawahe product. Yeah. But, I mean, the uh, the, the Tat Black Petit Lancero, mm -hmm. you know, it had draw issues Oh, for did me. it? Okay. Yeah, for several of them. Hmm. Uh, I mean, the Corona Gorda still tits, you know. <laughs> for, but, for everybody that doesn't know, that means good. <laughs> <laughs> but the, uh, the Petit Lancero didn't really work for me. Okay. <clears throat> but on the All My X's, the Lancero, no, I mean, it's got a little more... 
uh, sinus heat to it, but all in all, the flavor, the, the, the reward versus the risk is, is way better. Did we talk about the review buddy with you, Jeff? Mm-mm. We did. The review buddy. Dave's, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dave's, yeah, okay. Sorry. I just I didn't know if, yes. yeah. I didn't know if we had, uh, if you were aware of that. Dave and his palate's ridiculous. No way. Yes way. No way. <laughs> I'm, I'm, a, I'm a journeyman, man. I'm trying to learn. That's a little better than me just saying, oh, yeah, it's good. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Is it good? Is it not good, Jeff? You're like, yeah, you'll like it. Done. You sold me on it. Yeah. And then I'll hear 10 minutes later, this sucks. Why did you sell me this? <laughs> yeah, that has happened a few times. Yeah. No, but you know what I like now, and good. you're yeah. you're pretty good with it. I know what not to recommend. This is that's that's Which good. Honestly, is more of a key than sometimes. If you can avoid selling something to someone that they're most likely not going to like, it's better than. Yeah. So. Um, okay, so <laughs> let's go back to your top three cigars. <laughs> I thought I already no, finished that. No, we've interrupted you. Uh-huh. So you. Yeah, I'm not forgetting. So your top three cigars. This is three now. Just three. All time. All time. Wow. I interrup- interrupted okay, your Okay, so we did padrone. the padrone. Yes. So I got to go to number two. Yeah. Um, do, do we need to take a break for that? Boy, that's, that's just an interesting list. I've had a lot of good stuff over the years, so. What do you um, got? Well, I'm thinking back to my stash. So I would definitely probably have to put the Bahia Millenniums up there. The what? Bahia Millenniums okay. from yeah, 9, yeah. 2000. Okay. Um, man, that's a good question. One more. That's all we need. One more, huh? Last time you could you you <clears throat> thought of ten different cigars. Seriously, no, there were some <laughs> tops ones, but man, my father, yeah. everything. No, just one more. All we need. Oh heck with it. Go with a Hemingway Maduro signature size with good years of age on there. Awesome. Okay, now now you're gonna have to play the game. <laughs> stash trash and ash. No, nope, not going back to this. You're doing it. <laughs> stash one. You got to stash one of the three. You got to trash one of the three. You got to ash one of the three. Yeah, it still makes no sense when you say trash. You got to throw it away. You can't do anything with it. So I just I'm not gonna smoke it, even though it's one of my top. Yes. I mean, what kind of idiot yeah. does something like that? I know. See, That's the original the... the original concept was. Just pick any cigar in the world you want to smoke, any you want to add to your humidor, and any you want to trash, just get off the market kind of thing. And I and played Drew, the one-up card. Yeah, Drew pulled out his dickhead card and laid it on the table, and it's just like, boom, bitches. I can think of cigars that I would trash. Well, yeah, but we yeah, don't want to do that. But they're not cigars that I would buy. Exactly. So now we, we've just we've made it a, the ultimate game So here. if I had to chunk one of those three? Yes. Okay, fine, the Hemingway Maduro. Okay. So you got to smoke one, mm-hmm. and you got to just uh, hang on to one. Fine, I'll hang on to the Anniversario and smoke Bahia. Awesome. There. Smoke Can't the believe we... smoke, smoke the Bahia. Bahia. Oh, okay. Cool. We made it through that finally. Jeez. God. I think I'm still going to snip the last week's in there. <laughs> <laughs> because it was funnier, and nobody's going to know what it I'm talking painful. about when he recommends 10 cigars. Painful. <laughs> Um, okay, and I, I know we asked you last time, but we're doing it again because I don't want to cut, cut it in there. Um, you could smoke a cigar with anybody. Mm-hmm. Who would it be and why? 
Dead okay. or alive, it doesn't matter. Uh, Churchill. Churchill. That would be awesome. Just to learn. Learn about the history. Learn yeah. about the man himself. That would be cool. Do you think he actually used paper clips in the cigars for the burn? I wouldn't think so. He did what? He used Supposedly, holders, didn't he? he would insert paper clips. He would straighten out a paper clip and insert it so that it would hold the ash better. So he could kind of uh, weird people out when they were talking to him. He just had some long ass ash. Sounds like one of those urban legends to me. I've never Try it. Yeah. Try it, Dave. Like Next that. podcast, get you a paper clip. Okay. Some some old bailing wire. For our listeners, I may I may just consider that. You did the water test, didn't you? I did the water test. I did. He ran his cigar under the water. Tried it. Yeah. And? Yeah. Uh, I don't you know. The burn was fine. I didn't have any burn issues, but the taste was just off. It was, it was just a no bueno in my book. Yeah. I was smoking my favorite Don Ronaldo, and I, I've smoked lots of them, so I, I understand that profile quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, it, it was no bueno. I wouldn't do it again. Dave, you got anything else, man? No. No, I, I, uh, I appreciate Jeff coming back on, you know, twice within a few days. That's pretty cool. <laughs> it's all your fault, man. That's, that's a stand-up guy. And for anybody <laughs> uh, that doesn't quite understand – what Jeff looks like I didn't understand last time. Go on uh, the Cigar Noise app and look at Jeff in the top left corner of Drew's picture. And holy shit, Jeff looks like a fucking porn star slash. You found a picture uh, of me where I'm not producer. making a stupid face. I took one of you last week. Uh oh. <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, damn Jeff, you're you're a sexy dude, man. Oh, uh, shower must have took that day. Just want to put that out there for everybody listening. You're on, uh, you're on Instagram, and you're on... Uh, oh I will not work Instagram. <laughs> you're, you're, you're on there. There you Do go. Do not compute. Ooh, yeah, no. I fancied you up a little bit. So, uh, you're on Instagram. You're on uh, look, Cigar Noise now. Look retarded, that's me. <laughs> that's Jeff. That's not just a goofy <laughs> face he's making. No, that's I do that all the time. his face. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, Jeff, how can... Uh, if somebody wants to get a hold of you or the shop... How can they do that? Apparently flash the bat signal since I'm a Batman fan. Batman. With his utility Go to belt. the Classic Cigars and Lounge Facebook page. Classic Cigars like Facebook and page. send me messages. There you go. The easiest way. Do you want people knowing you, social media? That's fine. Well, not my personal page. Okay. No. We won't. We won't. <laughs> Facebook, that's fine. My bad. I'll uh, the classic. <laughs> I'll edit that out. No. <laughs> <laughs> There will be a link on my Facebook to Jeff's for everybody. (laughs) Uh, All right, guys. Thank you. Thank you, Jeff, for coming on again. Uh, No problem. Enjoyed it. Thank you, Dave. Thank you, Dave. Oh, yeah. All right. Thanks. Thank you for listening to Salt and the Smoke Cigar Cast. Be sure to check us out on social media, Facebook and Instagram. It's the Salt and the Smoke. Twitter, it's at Salt and the Smoke. You can email us anytime at thesaltandthesmoke at gmail.com. Also, check out uh, our cigar brand, both the Legacy and the Box Press are available at Casa de Monte Cristo or online at CDM Cigars in Chicago. Next month, they'll also be available at Jack Schwartz. Uh, If you're in the Tulsa area, you can pick them up at Classic Cigars. Or if you're in the Texas-Dallas area, Fort Worth, it's going to be the Underground Cigar Shop. Thank you for listening.